Welcome to The Well Drop, Own Your Wellness. I'm your host, Amber Berger. And I'm Dina Wismer. We are mothers, friends, wellness experts, and self-described warriors who have each experienced our own unique personal wellness journeys. We are your wellness friends here to give you drops of wisdom we've discovered over the years that actually work. Wellness, what is it really? The struggle is real and we're here to help sift through the noise. We're so happy today to have Lisa Zaloga with us at The Well Drop. Lisa, for the past 23 years, has been an amazing yoga teacher. I was so fortunate to stumble upon her class at Yoga Works seven years ago and can tell you from firsthand experience that her classes are not only physically challenging, but also spiritually and emotionally healing. And I've been so fortunate to be a student of hers for the past seven years. And we're thrilled to welcome her so she can share the knowledge she's learned over the years, not only from her yoga practice, but also from uh, recovering from her own injuries and delving deep into the world of injury recovery and all the modalities that are available to use to help us recover when our bodies are not at their best. Welcome, Lisa. Thanks for having me. Thank you for allowing me to share my journey with the Well Drop. Tell us a little bit about your mission and journey from teaching yoga to injury recovery and sort of what brought you to focusing on injury recovery? Was it from a personal experience? It's funny that, you know, I I think that they're both very much, as you had mentioned that, um, you know, we're opening up a wellness studio and teaching yoga those 23 years, I think they're very much intertwined. I found, I'll give you the, the, the long answer is I had found yoga, or I should say actually that yoga found me. Um, in my early 20s. And it was at a time when I was in a bit of my own crossroads, which I think most people in their young adult lives find themselves to be, um, not knowing where I want to go, not knowing what I wanted to do with my life. Speaking maybe more vulnerably, I had quite a complex childhood. I had a father that was incarcerated. I had a a mother that um, she abused alcohol as a way to cope. I had a younger brother that I had to care for. So I came into this world of yoga coming from a lot of life challenges. And I think that those challenges have informed me through the years as as a yoga teacher and also as a human being. You know, I've had the privilege of working with so many people over these years um, from every walk of life, from different body types, different ages, different economic backgrounds. And the one constant that I've always come back to is that people want relatability. They want to feel like somebody really understands them. And so that has always been my draw in in teaching yoga for these years. Fast forward, uh, just about two years ago, I was on my way to teach a class in person after the shutdown of the pandemic. And 15 minutes before that first class, which is my, my passion. I mean, I, I thrive. It's, it's what keeps me going. Um, I got into a car accident and I was rear-ended. And during that, um, I had sustained several injuries, herniations, muscle tears, um, torn uh, rotator cuff, labrum tear, etc. And I remember thinking to myself, You know, it's those moments when you're feeling really good, right, that sometimes life just sort of surprises you. I'm one of these people that have always been not a seeker, but somebody who, because of the challenges that I've gone through in my my young adult life, I was always looking for opportunities to grow. 
And I think that, you know, complacency, we don't really, we don't get that chance. We don't get that chance to grow. And so this car accident really put me in a bad place. I, I was feeling really good and then really broken. And I sought help after the accident and doctors after doctors after doctors, they moved me literally from one doctor to the next and was getting treatment quite, you know, three, four days a week. And I, at the time, there had to be something better than being, you know, sort of moved around from one pain management situation to the next. I met my partner, actually, who's now my fiance. We got engaged this past October. She was my massage therapist. I had met her just after the accident. And over the time that we got to know each other, she was instrumental in my recovery. She's somebody who really has the same passion I do. We both really care about people. We both want to help people overcome challenges in life. And we decided that we were going to kind of put our, you know, our knowledge together, me from the yoga background, her from the massage healing, and create a space, um, which is how Wave Wellness was born. We just opened this past month. We wanted to create a space that our clients could come to access longevity, to feel like they had a, a really good chance at recovery in all ways, not just from injury, but from uh, workouts, from, um, from life, you know, having, treating people who are having difficulty sleeping, uh, treating people who are having chronic pain, who are anxious. Um, and so we just, over the years, started to, to hear from our clients all of these different ailments, all of these different things that we thought we've got to do better. And, you know, I guess our mission or our goal is to have clients walk out of our wellness studio feeling optimistic about their long-term health where I feel like it's very different walking out of a doctor's office sometimes. Sometimes you're walking out and you feel like you're going to be pushed to the next doctor or you're going to have a, a long road ahead. We wanted to create a space where people feel like they have access to hope. So interesting, through challenges is where you then seek your inner greatness. But I almost think that it's sort of a liberating experience of when you really have to like dig deep down inside and find that inner strength and that inner warrior that you didn't even know existed that you really see the other side. And by being a seeker, you end up finding this like whole new world of opportunity for yourself that really then sets you free in a sense. Yeah. Wave wellness is a space for people to tap into, to learn and maybe do a deep dive within themselves so that they can see where that road may take them. We're growing and learning more about this business, but, you know, a big part of what we try to do is we do a little intake, you know, we, we try to be again, as relatable as possible. And so in that intake, when we're talking to people, some people come to us and they're like, oh, this is great. I love all the things that you have to offer. I don't know where to begin. When we're doing intake, it's, it's not where do you begin? It's how do you want to feel? What are we, you know, what do we want to, what do we want to treat? And I don't mean treat in, in, it doesn't always have to be this, this clinical um, word, but if, you know, are you feeling a little, and it, and it, 
can change literally from minute to minute. I mean, one day you're, you're feeling, you know, completely fatigued and the next minute you're, you know, phonetic and, and feeling a lot of anxiety. And so we try to address in the moment what you're going through. And so that's why we tried to build a, a menu of services that can address lots of different things that we all have from time to time. Take the stigma out of it, you know, also. Lisa, can you tell us a little bit about the modalities that you've chosen and why you've chosen them for Wave Wellness? Uh, well, massage, number one. Stephanie works with not just massage, but also lymphatic treatments. First of all, it's a hands-on healing. And so there's this connection that is, is coming through the hands in a treatment. And I think, again, it's part of that connection and that relatability. So massage uh, and energy healing. We have a whole program of um, energy healers that do um, vibrational healing. They do uh, Reiki, shamanic Reiki, because, you know, we, we have to see the, the whole being, not just the physical form and not just the physical ailments, but seeing how it's all interconnected. All of the systems are connected and all of the bodies are connected, the mental body, the emotional body, the physical body. So we, we try to, you know, incorporate a lot of that. Our core treatment are based on alleviate and elevate. So in every category and all the things that we've chosen, they are to do one or the other. One is to alleviate, whether it's chronic pain or fatigue, et cetera, um, and to elevate, which is to promote more energy or to wake up the nervous system so that your systems are functioning properly. So those are the driving forces behind the treatments we've chosen. Like I said, we've got massage and lymphatic. We also um, have skin care. You know, we want people to feel confident in their skin, right? So we offer all different services. Again, same, alleviate and elevate. We have an infrared sauna, which we absolutely love and cannot get enough of and uh, cryotherapy. And these are, you know, using heat and also sub-zero temperatures to help with inflammation. I think the biggest sources, you know, we could try to take care of X, Y, and Z, but unless you can get to the root of something, and a lot of the times that root is inflammation. So, you know, we're, our treatments are also geared towards helping that. Can you tell us a little bit about uh, the different modalities? Most of them are science-backed, the different things that somebody may feel and why they should maybe come, think to come into Wave Wellness. Well, one of the uh, things, and again, a lot of this is from input, is just from hearing our clients outside of the studio talk about the things that they're going through. For example, we have teenagers, teenagers who are suffering from anxiety and it's a silent suffering. A lot of times you don't wear it on the outside. You know, kids are having a lot of social pressures and a lot of, of things that we may not even be able to relate to because we're in a generational difference. You know, one of the things we treat is anxiety and anxiety also focus and concentration. So how pain, do you treat like, anxiety and focus and concentration? Well, I've created a a treatment called the best rest it's wave best rest it is a totally different treatment we do it by having a client or uh, or a teen or anybody of all ages they lay down on a PEMF mat we have a uh, a, a full near infrared PEMF mat so Can we explain PEMF, what a PEMF what mat PEMF is? is most people don't know what that is I call it PEMF is it PEMF or PEMF you know, I've heard both, but I, I hear a lot of people referring to it as PEMF, so I try to keep it, again, as relatable as possible. Um, PEMF stands for Pulsed Electromagnetic Field. And what that does is, if you think about, let's say, your cell phone, your cell phone throughout the day of use, 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 you drain that battery. 
you wouldn't think twice about plugging in that cell phone at night so that it's working for you the next day. Well, it's the same thing with our bodies. Our bodies, they, they become deprived or, or exhausted. And so what PEMF does is, and the, the technology that we have, we have it where it's calibrated. You have um, a, a sequence of um, settings, which is one, two, three, and four. And each one is a particular wavelength. Those wavelengths help to promote different things. A lower PEMF would be to help, let's say you're having a hard time going to sleep. It will help bring your, your nervous system down. It will help soothe anxiety. Uh, the higher you go, maybe you need a little bit more focus. You need a little bit more concentration, but you don't want the jitters of a cup of coffee. Is it electric waves that's going through our cells? Like what is exactly happening on a PEMFMAT? So it is a wave frequency. And what it does is it's powering the cells of our body. So it's working in a cellular way. This particular technology, these PEMFMATs that we use, they also are embedded with crystals. So there's amethyst and tourmaline in them. And what they do is when you actually, when you heat crystals, they produce a negative ion. And now a lot of people don't quite understand what that negative ion effect is to the body. But if you think about, for example, going to the beach, if you've ever walked outside after a storm, you know, that air, it just feels clean. The energy around you, it's awake and it's clean and it's crisp. And that's what it's doing to your cells. So that in conjunction with infrared heat now you're adding infrared heat, which is a fantastic tool for recovery, pain management. It is a, a, a source of heat that's different than a heating pad. It, uh, it goes deeper to the bone and to the muscle. And so it can really help flush out toxins. It can help uh, reduce inflammation. And, um, and it also just, you know, you've ever, you know, had, let's say we speak of females and we talk about, okay, maybe you've had menstrual cramps. If you've ever put a heating pad on or you just, heat feels good. It's it kind of like you're being wrapped in something womb-like, you know? So with wave best rest, you're laying on this PEMF mat, but we also use a neuroacoustic treatment. So there's a lot that we've got going on. That neuroacoustic treatment is a gem. It is such a great, powerful tool to help people relax and recover. I can speak from experience in that we own a, PM, a PMF mat and my middle son who struggles with anxiety stumbled upon it and he now lies down on it every night for 20 minutes before bed and has really unbelievably felt benefit from it when many other things have not helped him. Uh, his sleep is better, his attitude is better and it's an amazing tool to help wind down at night or to deal with anxiety and coupled with everything else you offer at Wave, I can share from firsthand experience that it's really helped my family. You're also creating a ritual, right? And rituals are very important in, in, in healing, recovery, help, because you are creating an environment where you can turn your brain off and say, this is my 20 minutes to lay down on this mat. This is where I'm going to just relax. And so when you create rituals, um, for example, I have several, you know, high powered executives who come to me for yoga and they're like, I can't get to sleep because I'm, you know, my brain can't turn off. I can't shut it off. 
And that's one of the very first things that I, I, you know, teach is create a ritual. If that means not using your phone as your alarm clock and separating or, or making sure that the minute you get under the covers that you're not on your phone, that's a ritual or starting your evening, knowing that you want to, you want to commit to a better night's sleep so that at five o'clock, every action that you take beyond that five o'clock time is in or with the mission to have a good quality of sleep. So that means maybe one less drink or maybe, you know, whatever, whatever it is. So it's ritual is a very important tool too. And that's, and that's a, a tool that doesn't cost anything, right? You know, that's, these are important things. I love to see that you have sound healing on the menu for those who have never experienced that. What would you recommend as the first thing to try if you were willing to try one of the sound experiences? Well, so part of that that uh, treatment that I was referring to before the the wave best rest is that in addition to laying on this on this PEMF mat, we also have a neuroacoustic treatment. And so what we do is we put a set of earphones on and we put a blackout um, mask on so that you have sensory deprivation. These are noise canceling earphones with the with the mask. And we play a particular soundtrack that is called binaural beats. Binaural beats are um, wave frequencies. Again, so we're, we're talking about wave frequencies and wave in every way. These frequencies help the brain waves find a, a more relaxed state. And so how that works or how I've learned how it works is that we play for our clients, let's say a 40 minute track and embedded in that music, which is just ambient music. It's lovely music just to lay down to embedded in that are these binaural beats. And so what happens is in one ear you're hearing, uh, let's say I'll give an example. It's 177 Hertz. And in this ear, you're hearing 175 hertz. Your brain makes up the difference. There's two hertz in there, right? Your brain makes up the difference. So your brain is responding to those brain waves, uh, to those uh, frequencies rather. And the lower the frequency difference is, the more rest, restorative sleep state you're in. So in other words, delta would be your sleep state. And so if you wanted something that was a little bit more focused, for example, getting ready for this podcast, needing to feel like you're, you know, you've got a little bit more sharpness. You can calibrate the acoustic soundtrack to have a different frequency to allow you to do that. So that's one, that's one form of sound therapy that we work with. And I think that that's such an approachable way for somebody to experience sound therapy. You're literally just putting headphones on and listening to ambient music. I actually used to own a wellness studio on the Upper East Side in New York before COVID. And we would play this type of music for clients without calling it anything because we didn't want mm -hmm, people mm -hmm. to get, some people get turned off when they hear what this is. And so right. people would go in, listen to the music during a session, and they would come out and feel like a different person. And they would always say, like, what just happened? <laughs> and it's almost this, <laughs> oh, yeah. you know, you don't even Re realize that it's such a simple way to really access, you know, stress, focus, sleep, whatever it is that you need. There are different Hertz levels, and it's such a easy, approachable way that you can literally find it on YouTube. You can look up on Spotify and play the music for yourself at home as well. And I love that that's such an approachable way for a family actually to start engaging in wellness together by maybe playing those sounds for your child before they go to bed if they have a hard time going to sleep or if they have a test coming up, 
you know, playing another hurts for them that helps for, with focus and energy. I think it's a really exciting thing for people to get introduced to. Yeah. And again, it's, it's, it's something that doesn't really cost much in terms of being able to, you know, like you said, you go on Spotify, you can find binaural beats soundtracks all throughout Spotify. The one thing that's important though, is in order for the technology to work, you have to be wearing earphones. Wouldn't necessarily have the same effect if you were just playing it in, let's say your child's bedroom. They would have to hear it because it's about the wiring of the brain connecting to both audio experiences. I didn't realize that you needed headphones for it to be effective, that if you're just playing it openly on a speaker, it's not as efficient as it is if you have headphones actually plugged into your ear. The technology is playing two different frequencies and your brain is hearing, your brain hears it. They don't, your brain doesn't hear the difference. Your ears taking in the difference and your brain making up the difference. That's how we calibrate the brain waves. That's amazing. Yeah. So speaking about lymphatic drainage, Dina and I are very fascinated with it. How come over just the last couple of years, lymphatic drainage has all of a sudden been having a moment? And how often would you recommend somebody getting a lymphatic drainage treatment? And how are they different than what you see on Instagram too? It's a really good question because we have different lymphatic treatments at our studio. Um, one is a compression suit that you can that you can slide into. It adds a 360 degree air pressure through chambers that actually flushes up towards the heart. I guess the first question is why has it become so popular? That is a great question. I, you know, I think that people have discovered lymphatic treatments as a modality for removing excess water in our system. So I think it's become, let's say, Instagrammable because it is a, uh, you know, we know of models who do it before a shoot, you know, but people who want to get rid of um, either the appearance of cellulite or want to, you know, flush out excess water in their systems for that leaner look. But it's also very important. And so we have several treatments, but the two are very, very different. We call our lymphatic treatments one thing, and we call manual lymphatic drainage its own thing because they are very different. The treatment is for that person who's looking for that aesthetic difference. And one of those is that we incorporate Swedish and a lymphatic massage together, and uh, you have an hour massage. And then after the, the treatment, we apply a topical magnesium, to your skin, to your trouble areas, let's say your arms, your midsection, your thighs, and then we wrap you in a compression wrap. Then you go into the sauna for 30 minutes. The magnesium, it helps aid sore muscles and it also promotes sweat. So it is, it, it sort of locks in heat and it allows you to sweat more efficiently. Why is that important? Because your body needs to detox. Sweating is part of the lymphatic response to detoxification. So that's a treatment that a lot of that has become one of our, our most popular treatments. But the manual lymphatic drainage massage is very, very different. And it often takes people by surprise because it's not a muscle massage. It's very, very gentle. You're not getting beat up, but it's also because your lymphatic uh, capillaries, they rest just below the surface of your skin which is different, you know, you have lymph nodes. And so in a lymphatic drainage massage, there are, um, there is a particular, there are particular sequences that are to move the waters of your body for edema, lymphedema, um, move waters of your body 
towards the lymph nodes so that you can then expel. And we expel through all of the fluids in our body, tears, um, you know, uh, urine and sweat. And so these are important. I think people are just recognizing lymphatic health because it is or ties in with that buzzword detox. So you recently just shared with me something very simple that we should all be doing at home that's connected to lymphatic drainage that is cheap and easy. Do you mind sharing with our listeners what that is? Hydrate. How much do we need to hydrate? That's always the question. Can too much water flush out your minerals and vitamins? I think too much of anything can, can not be good, right? So we always, we always look for, for moderation. But I think that anytime you are moving your hand to something because you're thirsty, pick up water. To a specific, it's very, very, it varies. Depends on what you've gone through in the day. It depends on your body weight. It depends on your body mass. Um, so there are so many variables in terms of, you know, can't give you a direct answer on how much. For optimal health for your, let's say, even just for your lymphatic system, which is tied into your immune system, by the way. And so these things are very, um, you know, it's, it's a webbing, it's all interconnected. And if you are, um, if you're stagnant, if you're not moving, you're not moving the fluids in your body. So moving and drinking water, there are two things. And, and that doesn't mean you have to do a, a vigorous workout to get a sweat on. It would be great to say, you know, yes, you should sweat every day. But uh, just get out there and walk because your joints have fluid in them and they need to, you know, they need to move. And so moving and drinking water are inexpensive, if, if not at no cost, uh, great ways to keep healthy as well. And I, I'd love to circle that back and connect what you're doing with Wave Wellness to what you've done for 23 years with yoga. You mentioned earlier how important the mind-body connection is and how our mental state influences our physical state and vice versa. Is there anything in terms of meditation? I mean, you said movement, which is in itself a form of meditation, um, but anything else that you would recommend that can be done at home if we don't have access to wave wellness that brings in from your yoga background and also what you've learned from injury recovery as well? Well, I think, you know, it's interesting because sometimes we hear the word meditation and that, um, you know, that can be sometimes a scary word. And I mean, scary because people are like, I just can't do it. I don't even want to try. And you can make anything into a meditation. And this is how I approach meditation because I, I know, you know, it's not saffron robes sitting on the Himalayan mountaintop. It's something so simple as like paying attention to when you're washing your body in the shower, the actual connection you have to your body, that's a meditation. You can make a meditation in literally everything that you, that you do. Mindful eating. That's a very, uh, important one too, is because, you know, if you have, um, any predisposition to, to overeating or to, um, or, you know, just being able to really take in and savor. And again, that ties into rituals too, because these become part of, you know, I think, I think an important part of our healthcare system is mindfulness and mindfulness is, is meditation in and of itself. Absolutely. I think, you know, the biggest takeaway today is about just the act of creating a ritual and whatever that ritual is, if it's a morning ritual, a nighttime ritual, make that as a form of a meditation in order to take a moment to connect back to yourself. And that's something that it's free anyone can do it. You just actually have to have the intention and make the time for it. Yes, absolutely. And to do, you know, rituals are best um, cemented by doing it at the same time in the same place every day. 
Creating habits. good habits. Yes. And, and observing your thoughts too, because you're, like you said, you know, you're interconnecting the mind, the body and the spirit all together. And you could do, you know, physical rituals, but you have to really do it with mindfulness. You're, you have to be present. We were just talking about this. Well, present. yeah, but we were just talking about this the other day. I love, there's a quote in, in, in the Buddhist tradition, Buddha has a wonderful and I think very relatable verse and, or let's say, let's call it advice. And Buddha says, observe your thoughts, watch your thoughts with care. The student says, well, why should I watch my thoughts with care? And the Buddha replies, watch your thoughts with care because your thoughts become words. Your words become actions. Your actions in time, they become habits. And with those habits accumulating, they become your, your character. So observe your thoughts and know that that would become who you are. I love that. I think that's so important today. I think we all live in such a busy time. You know, we're just running from one thing to the next and really just taking that moment to observe, be present and be mindful about how you, you know, want to live your life and to move forward with that. And that in itself is a journey. One last thing that you said to me recently that I'd love to share is how injury recovery is a journey in itself. It may not be an end destination, that it's okay that that journey continues. And I think that's also a helpful lesson in that every day is new and every day we're working and, and we're part of that journey. And that I think can be very healing in accepting that as part of the, as part of the recovery. Well, we were, yeah. I mean, I, I remember the conversation we were talking about it, just using the word recovery. We talk about, we, we hear that word a lot, just like we hear the lymphatic, you know, the, the word lymphatic a lot and recovery, the word itself implies process. Right. And so we're not, especially at wave, uh, you know, we're not in a business of trying to fix anything. We're trying to, like we talked about earlier, promote optimism and hope and recovery is, is part of that. It should be, it should be treated recovery in all ways should be treated as just as important as an athlete trains. It is part of the whole and that it is a journey and that there is an ongoing. And listen, if anybody who, you know, who knows about patients and, and pain management and, you know, from, from this accident, it, it's me. I, I've, I've done a lot of self exploration, a lot of self study on how I'm reacting to when my body doesn't feel like it's, it's working at its peak. And I'm somebody who likes to work at my peak. And so this is, you know, it's, Everything for a reason, right? These little things happen. Um, I used to always laugh in class because around the holidays, I would always say to the class, okay, we're here. We've been practicing. We've been doing this for 20 something years. We're evolved, right? We're, we're growing. You think you're evolved? Spend a weekend with your family, yeah. you know? And so, <laughs> and, and, and I always get a chuckle in class, but it does. It reminds me of like, okay, so you think your body is X, Y, and Z. Boom, something happens. But some things we can't change. All we can change is how we react to it, right? And so learning how to to re, how to react to situations is growth. It's it's an opportunity to grow and recovery is part of that process. Lisa, we can't thank you enough for being here today and for sharing your wisdom and for informing us about everything you've learned over the last 23 years and more. We, we appreciate your time and your expertise and uh, we look forward to continuing the conversation at another date. I would love that. Thank you.
Subscribe to The Well Drop on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, Google Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Share with a friend who can benefit from listening too. Follow us on social media at The Well Drop. The Well Drop podcast and content posted by Amber Berger and Dina Wismer is presented solely for general informational, educational, and entertainment purposes. The use of information on this podcast or materials linked from this podcast or website is at the user's own risk. It is not intended as a substitute for the advice of a physician, professional coach, psychotherapist, or other qualified professional, diagnosis, or treatment. Users should not disregard or delay in obtaining medical advice for any medical or mental health condition they may have and should seek the assistance of their healthcare professionals for any such conditions. This podcast is for informational purposes only and should not be considered health advice. The Well Drop is not responsible for any losses, damages, or liabilities that may arise from the use of this podcast.